Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, the All-Star Game. So, the NBA... Capped off its all-star weekend with an all-star game that is being criticized for its lack of defense and effort. Team Giannis and Team LeBron squared up in Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, Team Giannis won 184-175 in this game. That score already kind of telling you what kind of defense was being played. Uh, Jason Tatum scored 55 points in the win. He broke uh, the record for the most points ever scored in an all-star game. He won the Kobe Bryant Award, which is the a uh, new All-Star Game MVP award that was uh, renamed a couple of years ago. Uh, Knicks representative, Julius Randle, he represented the Knicks in this one. He did play in this game. Uh, he scored 11 points for Team LeBron. Uh, and look, there were some different things that, that went into some of this uh, All-Star Game this season, particularly the All-Star Game draft, which we've had for the last uh, four or five seasons. It happened this time right before tip-off. Um, so, there were players that are up on the stage, and then Giannis and LeBron were picking their teams right, right, right before basically the game was about to be played. Uh, they announced the players, they picked the players. There was a national anthem and an O Canada song, and then they went out there and played. But um, the game, as I said, was not only criticized by fans, but even the participants and uh, and the players that that played in this game talked about it not really being what it had to be. Jalen Brown called it a quote unquote glorified layup line. Mike Ballone said it was, quote, the worst basketball game ever played. He was a coach in this game. He's a coach of the Denver Nuggets. Michael Malone there saying, worst basketball game ever played. So this was, I don't think, the kind of showcase the NBA wanted, but it is what they got. So I'll ask Tommy here, because there's been some conversation just on the on the surface of, should this even matter? Should we have an issue with the fact that it's an all game exhibition? Like, should we ask these guys to play ours? I'm going to ask you just on a basic level, though, I think we already know this answer given your earlier comments. Uh, do you have a problem with the lack of defense that was played at the All-Star game on Sunday? Yeah, definitely. And and just, you know, you mentioned the, the national anthem and then the, uh, you know, and then they played the game. But uh, as our guy JJ, the producer, mentioned in our chat, there was a Post Malone concert before the that, game. That did and, happen too, yeah. And, and, and another 10 minutes of commercials. And it's one of my pet peeves in the NBA. I, don't, I think we probably mentioned it on the pod at some point um, over the past couple of months. But the NBA's refusal to – fans don't know when a game is going to start. You know, if it's yeah. on TNT, it will probably start 15 minutes late. If it's an ESPN game, it will actually start on time. If it's a non-nationally televised game, it will start around 12 minutes after uh, the, the scheduled start time. You know, but yeah. that's if it's at MSG. If it's in Atlanta, then it's nine minutes. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult 
to have a, you know, if the scheduled tip time is 7.30, start at 7.30. If you're going to yeah. start at 7.37, have the tip, you know, the, the MLB first pitch does that sometimes. NFL yeah. start, game start at 1 o'clock. You know when the game is going to start. Um, you know, uh, the World Cup, the biggest sporting event in the world, if it's going to start at 2.30 p.m. mountain time, it's that's when you know the game is going to start. So it's just, it, it, it is a, a, a major pet peeve of mine that the NBA still hasn't figured this out. Um, I know it frustrates fans. It's not a big deal, um, but it's something, you know, I guess the, the benefit is maybe they can sneak in an extra couple commercials. Um, but yeah. I, I just think it's a, it's a short term uh, fix for, for a bigger issue. Just get that, that sorted out. Um, Adam Silver, you, you've been, you know, you've been ahead of the game on a lot of things and you've improved the sport and improved the league in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, that's something I hope that you continue to do in the future. Um, that out of the way, um, as it turns out, the post Malone concert was probably, uh, you know, he moved around more than, than most of the players, you know, defensively, um, at least around <laughs> on stage and gave a, you know, an effort, you know, made yeah. it, you know, shook, shook hands with the, the folks in the crowd. Um, that's re- <laughs> it, it. Yeah. Um, the all-star game. And again, you know, you're, you're a bigger all-star game guy than, than I am. Um, I, I never get too excited or too worked up about, um, the all-star teams or the guys nominated or, or the guys that the representative, the fact that Jalen, to, you know, basically to my point, Jalen Brunson not being at that all-star game is a joke. Um, I think Nick fans, you know, the, 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 uh, the silver lining is he got a couple days off to rest. And I think he's going to carry that chip on his shoulder uh, for the yeah. following six weeks uh, as well. He should, because uh, he, he, he certainly earned the opportunity to be a representative all-star um, that first season. Um, as far as the game is concerned. Yes. Um, and it's always been a joke. There's been very limited defense, but you know we saw with the Elam ending the last couple of years. Um, there was competitiveness in the fourth quarter that yep. went out. That went by the wayside this year. Um, and it's just again, it's just a, a glorified you know layup line. You know, but you know somebody texted me. Um, it's like a, a combination of like a half like a dunk contest and a three point shootout in the same game. But my point is like those. But it was if that would be true. If the guys didn't care if they won the dunk contest or didn't care right. if they won the three-point shootout, um, you know, every once in a while in games past, you'd have a guy shoot from half court or, you know, a guy gets hot, hits three threes in a row. Then you then the crowd starts getting amped up, let him shoot four or five or there's a one-on-one. Um, but, yeah, just from start to finish, um, you know, I, I think we kind of stuck with it, hoping that they would eventually ratchet up the intensity. Even, um, you know, and again, nobody wants them to play 100%. Nobody's right. asking put forth playoff right. intensity, but just at least try to stay in front of a guy and, you know, do some along those lines. Um, so yeah, the game was boring. Um, I thought this was a chance, you know, the first Sunday without football and, you know, since September 1st or whatever, um, an opportunity for the league to kind of showcase their stars and they did anything, but, and I thought it was a, you know, laughable, um, you know, kind of a disrespect to the fans, just how, how little did the players cared about that uh, performance. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of harping on the players because, look, I am rarely the guy who is the old man who yells at the cloud. I'm rarely the guy. And I think people, you who've been on the show and listened to this podcast enough know that I'm not the this generation of player can't do. I, I defend this generation player a lot. I defend this current day NBA a lot. That being said, I, I think that what happened on Sunday was a disgrace. Let's just be honest. I mean, we talk about all-star games in the past, and you're right. We're not saying that we want guys playing 100%. But I'm so glad apparently there are other all-star game fundamentalists out there that aren't just me because people are posting clips from 1993. Yeah. People posting clips from 2001. 
field yep. potent clips from 1998, and you watch those games. There were fouls that I saw in the 1993, the last time the game was in Utah. There are fouls in that game that would have been called flagrant fouls in an NBA regular season game this year. Like, I'm not like these guys were actually playing a real game. They were pl- playing defense, playing hard. Uh, of course, they're not going out there clubbing people and they're not going out there trying to hurt anybody. But this generation of player annoyed me this weekend so much because you know, between Kevin Durant talking about, well, you know, the fact that I tra- did a trade request that uh, ex- that helps ex- that helps the league is actually builds the excitement, and 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 a lot of the stuff we do hear from these guys and, and the adoration that they clamor for, that they say that the other players in the past got that they didn't get. Well, those other players who make way less money, who had way much, way less, uh, uh you know, uh, you know, pr- preparation in terms of how these guys prepare their bodies the medical advancements from then to now, like without all that stuff, those guys gave us competent all-star games, games that we could at least watch and enjoy. And these players today want that same adoration and don't want to do any of that work. They don't want to do the dunk contest. They don't want to just, just stay in front of a man in an all-star game because, Oh, well, I might get hurt. It's like, guys, like, are you guys that soft? Are you guys that soft? I'm not talking about again, Go out there and, and do something stupid and risk your life. But you're playing a basketball game. I mean, if, if if really just staying in front of a man playing defense is that much to ask and that is that big a risk that you could get hurt, then why are we playing an all-star game? Like, I watched that game on Sunday and thought, this is the beginning of the end of this game because you can't put that product out year in and year out. Like, I don't know if you saw Tommy, but in the first quarter, they had – or it might be in the early, early second quarter, I think. At some point, Adam Silver is sitting right next to a man that many people won't be familiar with. I am extremely familiar with him because I host the New Generation Hero Talk podcast where we talk about superheroes uh, every week. He was sitting next to David Zaslav, who is the head of Warner Brothers CEO, what Warner Brothers Discovery. He's the CEO. He is essentially the man that's going to be negotiating the next NBA contract um, for the next TV deal. TNT has those rights. We'll have to see whether or not they picked him up until after 2025. I know him well because he's also the head of DC Films, or at least he had to hire James Gunn and all those guys who now lead DC Films. And if you love superhero movies, you're very familiar with what David Zasloff has done. If you saw his face sitting next to Adam Silver, that was not a pleasant conversation. He looked like, this is what I'm paying for? And Adam Silver looked like he's trying to defend it. Like, yo, man, I know this is bad. We're going to try to figure it out. Like, he didn't look a happy man. That's a guy who was cutting major budget motion picture movies for the sake of a tax break. You think that he's going to give the NBA tens of billions of dollars for guys who won't play in TNT national TV games on a regular season. And then for the all-star game, are going to put on that performance. I'm telling you this, this is, this is a lot bigger of a deal than I think people make it. I think these players understand because at the end of the day, these guys are getting so much money and the, the game is so comfortable for them right now that they kind of think that these things that, have been established as core elements of the sport kind of just are the, what they are. They're too big to fail and it won't actually affect them. Trust me. It'll be very interesting to see what this next TV deal looks like. Everybody assumes, oh, they're going to get way more money. They'll get some, they'll probably get more money just based off of inflation. But I would, I really worry about just kind of continually uh, how much more you'll see these companies just throw out a bunch of money at these, leagues and say all right it doesn't matter what crap you give us we'll put it out there because we'll get enough bread there are eyeballs who watch that 
and people who watch that and and, and they turned off. Uh, I, I know I, I didn't I didn't because I didn't have to do a show on WFAN had to talk about this crap for three hours. But there are a lot of people who watch that and said, this is ridiculous. Why am I still watching this? And it's annoying because, again, it's like you guys want the same money. You guys want the same adoration. You guys want the same love. But then those guys played in all-star games, gave us effort. Those guys did dunk contests. That they did things to help establish parts of the NBA that have now become near and dear to the same people that you want their adoration from. And you're not going to get it with this kind of nonsense. So I was – I was, I, I couldn't believe how bad that was. And I, I thought, okay, maybe the first three quarters will be awful. And, like, it was – and it was honestly, it was even worse than it's been in past years, which is saying a lot. But then to get to that fourth quarter and to still see essentially no effort was unbelievable. Like, I know Mike Malone credited Embiid and Kyrie Irving as two guys that were trying to, and I, I agreed with them. I thought both of those guys were kind of like clearly playing like this is a game, like, hey, maybe somebody will start playing if we start doing something. And it just didn't work. And then you got Jalen Brown, who's in the game, saying it was a glorified layup line. I'm like, Jalen Brown. Why didn't you do something about it? You were in the game. Like, you were the one that was saying, all right, everybody clear out and stand on the sideline so me and Jalen Brown can have a one-on-one game for three possessions. Like, you were in that game. How come you didn't make any change? I I, I don't know. I I think that this is this 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 was really bad, and, and I think it's sad because, again, I think that this was the beginning of the end of the NBA All-Star game being a thing. I think if you told me 10 years from now that this is just – uh, all-star Saturday night and this game doesn't exist, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Okay, let me agree with you first, and then I'll push back on two things. First, in the agreement, um, the effort level. Um, again, we're not asking for playoff level intensity. If you can practice, you know, I if I, I'll tell you one thing: if Julius Randle or any of the Knicks practice with the same level of effort that they did, you know, that the players in that game played Sunday night, they wouldn't play in the next, you know, like they just right, wouldn't yeah. have it. any good coach worth his salt is not going to let guys step on their court and uh, attempt to get better and practice, you know, get, get ready for an opponent. Even if it's shell, just the basic, you know, run through stuff. Um, even yeah. at a light jog, it's still more intensity. The you know the pickup games that these guys play in the summer at any of the big gyms in Manhattan, um, uh, out in LA, there's far more intensity. Again, guys aren't d'ing up and slapping the floor and playing crazy defense, but they're trying to stop the other guy from scoring, and then you know maybe work on a few moves and in and outs, be more, a little more creative, a little bit more flashy than they might be um, in in a regular season game. So that's the type of thing, and that's what we had seen in years past, five years ago. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, these guys competed. Let me push back against two things um, in terms of the all-star game and, or the, the and, and the terror and the, and how boring the all-star game was impacting future, um, you know, uh, national TV right sales. 
the NFL Pro Bowl, the NFL uh, All-Star Game, Pro Bowl game has been so bad for so long that they essentially did do away with it. I don't even know what yeah. they had. Flag football. It's a game. flag football game this year, yeah. You know, and just, and nobody's ever watched it. Nobody, and, and the NFL is still, throughout that time, up until today, um, you know, what the 19 most watched live broadcasts, you know, yeah. the top 100, like 97 of them are, are NFL games. Um, so I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sure Silver would mention that. Um, and I'm sure he's probably telling Zaslov, listen, look at our social media engagement levels and TikTok and Twitter. And the and the NBA is more than that. And, and live broadcasts um, in the streaming world continue to maintain value. So I'm not sure how much it will impact the negotiations, but it's, you know, I'll just mention that. Um, and the other thing I would push back against from a player's perspective, and a couple other people have brought this up, and this is what I was thinking um, on, on Sunday night. And, and I don't disagree with you that, that, that the game might go away. I was thinking put Jose Alvarado in the game or put some G-leaguers in there that, that <laughs> right. you know, because it would be more comp- – a competitive game is more is better than a than a non – you know, good players playing c- competitively is better than yeah. great players not competing, you know. Um, I was – you know, when I was waiting to play three-on-three three at LA Fitness yesterday, um, I, I'd rather watch those guys play um, than, than what we saw – Sunday night. Um, but as far as the players, you know, in defense of the players and I, like you, I'm not this generation, you know, I wish it was, you right. know, they played hard and they, you know, like because the, the people that say um, that the, that today's players don't play defense or that they don't compete and all those other things, I, I think it's, it's a trash take. It's a lazy take. Um, yeah. and, and others have, have, have made that point and, and will we've talked about it in the past, but um, I think the, the way I would defend the players too is, so much of social media content in general um, is we, we, we've become such a rings culture to the point. I think a lot of it has to do with the defense of those folks that say, you know, that that six uh, uh, Michael Jordan being six and oh in the finals against LeBron just getting to the finals. Somehow we've you know equated that with the only thing that matters is postseason success and not even postseason success. Fine. You have to win the finals. Just getting there is not enough. Um, because right. people knock LeBron for getting to 10 finals, which is ludicrous to me. The implication being he would be looked favorably, more favorably, if he had lost in the first round as opposed to get the NBA finals. You know, and so in other words, taking the 2007 Cavs with Jardunas Ilgauskas and Drew Gooden all the way to the finals and then getting dominated by the Spurs is a knock on LeBron's legacy as right. opposed to a notch in his belt. Um, but for whatever reason, we've arrived at the point where the only thing that matters is how well you play over, you know, seven game final series or for a six week stretch between the Eastern conference finals and the, and the NBA finals, we've devalued the regular season to such a point that why do we why are we surprised that players aren't motivated to play 82 games when they're told over and over and over and over and over again that it doesn't matter you know if, if the regular season doesn't matter we know the all-star game doesn't matter so i think it, you know it can be argued from a player perspective uh, you know if you gave them true serum you know subconsciously it, it leaks into how they prepare for each game each day um they understand that you know like they're going to be regarded legacy wise by how they perform over you know the six weeks in april so how they perform from october through you know through march it essentially doesn't matter um and that's and that's you know and this and this is a byproduct sunday night i think was a byproduct of that mentality that's crept in and i've heard other people say that and i don't think that it's a terrible take but here's here's my pushback to that Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line 
in the in uh in uh in 1998 in Seattle earlier, I think in '87. Like that increased his legacy. Um, Kobe Bryant winning the dunk contest. Kobe Bryant going to uh you know starting in his first All Star game in 1998 against MJ. That increased their legacy. Hell, Charles Barkley has the cushy position he's got. He's got no rings. He's sitting right there, and he's got no rings. He 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 did not have this uh this this idea that he can sit on and say, "Well, I have three or four championships," and he's one of the, if not the most highest paid sports commentator in all of America. Like, there's too many examples, and those guys obviously all played in All Star games and had their moments in these games. Uh, Magic Johnson, one of the greatest things about his his uh legacy is coming back from HIV, playing in an All Star game, hitting seven or eight threes in the fourth quarter, like. They're like these guys. Yes, the championships mattered, but there are other things about their legacies that also mattered, and some of that stuff involved All Star Weekend. So, like, I, like yes, we do uh, harping a lot on the rings, but I think it's disingenuous to think that there isn't anything else about some of these guys' careers that that uh that that actually is it made them legends, that made them iconic. Like Jordan being. Uh, a slam dunk champion made him iconic, just as uh, not just as much, but it added to the legacy with those championships. You know, Kobe Bryant being a slam dunk champion, being the youngest All Star Game player ever, to have the most All Star Game MVPs to the point where they named the award after him, that adds to his legacy. Again, these guys think that that stuff does. They don't think that matters. But then when they get in these conversations of go conversations, greatest player ever, they say, "Well, why I'm not in the same conversation?" And yes, people may start with the rings, but it's that other stuff too, like that other stuff that those guys did that kind of helped move the game forward was important. And these guys don't take that. They take that for granted. Is it the fans fault that maybe our conversation hedges too much on rings? I mean, maybe, but I just think that if these guys had any sense, you would see. And I I think anybody who who understands this game looks at this and says, wow, like, you know, I don't know how many clips you see of Michael Jordan drumming from the free throw line. I don't know how many times I've seen Matt Johnson hitting those threes in 1990, uh, 91, 92. like, like these are important moments to the league, and I, I just like, yeah, we have rings culture, but I, I think these guys know better than that. If Trey, if Trey Murphy did the dunks, copy the dunks that Jordan did, do you think he'd get a fifty? And do you think it would be recognized or celebrated the same way? You know what I'm saying? I just think like it's kind of right. it's been there, done that. It's just you know us as a consumer base have seen something, so they got to go above and beyond and and do something crazy. You know, I and like even you know Tatum at 55 points on Sunday night, nobody's going to remember that favorably because it was in a a meaningless scrimmage. You know, so I understand your take. It it certainly would mean more if it was in a competitive game. Um, and you're right, Isaiah. You know, um, Magic hitting those threes over Isaiah Thomas is a great moment. Um, but, uh, you know, there, I guess there, you know, people just weigh the pros and cons and, and players do that. Um, so it, it makes for an interesting, interesting debate. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Dr. J, you know, in the first dunk contest going back in, in his last dunk contest, I mean, there, I, I, this weekend means a lot more to the league than I think a lot of people understand. And it, it's meant so much to a lot of these players, individual legacies that maybe people realize and, you know, Yes, conversation is is hedged is is has been a lot on rings, but I think that if is Michael Jordan the exact same guy if he doesn't do any dunk contests, if he doesn't do anything in All Star Weekend, I don't know. Like I don't know if he's this athlete that is just this iconic, like Mike, uh, you know, you know the sneakers, all that stuff. Like that that was as important to his image as it was being the best player in the NBA. 
I don't, I, that I don't disagree with. And it's a part of it is because there's no TikTok, there's no Twitter, there's no place to consume 10 minute highlights. Right. Because we right. weren't on a full, you know, whereas a 10 second highlights. And, but to your point, I don't think Jordan sells as many shoes. I don't think the Air Jordan brand becomes as iconic right. if it's not for the dunk contest and stuff like that. Yeah, and and then like again, I think about Magic and thinking about like uh, HIV awareness and him going out there in those games. Like, how much good did he do playing in a game like that and playing the way he did, and how much people learned that weekend? Like, these things again, these things matter. Like, and and it's it's unfortunate that like you know again, these are players essentially my generation. I'm 31 years old. Like, and our generation gets crapped on about feeling like we had we yeah. need to, we or we should be able to do less work and get the same amount of treatment, the same amount of love, the same amount of money that other previous generations did. And I always fight back on that. But with this situation, with these players in the NBA, I feel like it's very, it's very like relevant. It's, it's, to me, it's very relevant. One last point before we move yeah. on to Saturday night, just Sunday night and, and the weekend as a whole that uh, the, the NBA deserves to be knocked for was having Carl Malone in the building oh, yeah. and and basically awesome. celebrating his presence. That is a disgusting job by the NBA should be ashamed of the way they handled that. Um, you know, to, to basically someone who when he the backstory, Carmelo impregnated a 13 year old girl, um, you know, during his college days has been in a, you know, has been, a, you know, uh, basically detached himself from his children. He has been a deadbeat dad for most of his life. Um, so for the NBA to not only I understand it was in Utah um, and then you have the, cons- the the insane conspiracy theories that, that John Stockton has. Right. Has yeah. Um, which is in and of itself, but the to, to for those you know for Malone to judge the dunk contest Saturday night and then to be on a stage with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron um, on Sunday when they were celebrating uh, LeBron's passing the you know the passing Kareem as the all-time leading scorer terrible job by the NBA they got to know better um, just uh, I, I I I was offended by by his presence there yeah I mean maybe they were catering to just that audience know that was there but i don't know who anybody who watched that who understands carmelo's backstory wanted to see him there you know like i just i I don't understand it and it was very weird how they all all nobody really i know he finally someone during the weekend did a a q a where they at least asked my body he finally had to at least deny or say i don't want to talk about that stuff right but like to even just like go around like as if there's nothing weird about this guy was crazy and he was like the unofficial mc of all-star weekend it was it was it was bad so it it was not good and they wouldn't have nobody would have said anything if he wasn't there you know it wasn't like it was a major story going into it or if if somebody says something the first thing that happens is the the next if you tweet something where's carl malone the next comment under that tweet is here's all you need to know about carl malone and everybody gets period period and if we're we're gonna suspend Kyrie, and and we're the last people to defend Kyrie, but of course you know you're gonna suspend Kyrie for five games or so um, you have to also pull into account, you know, Green's body work there. It's, uh, it's, it's quite frankly, uh, Yeah, I, I didn't like that. And I didn't like that they put Green and LeBron in that situation. Have to, yeah. you know, Green. dap up, yeah. Carl Malone, and take a picture. Like, just, that, was, that was bad. So, 